This is Wade Myers. Um, this is our 10th Gas Money Mentions podcast. And we actually met Wade Myers out in the city or the state of Wisconsin. And we were just going around um, actually with friends. And it just shows the uh, impact of networking and how powerful it can be and the great people that you can meet along the way uh, if you keep your eyes open and continue to be aware and any experience in life. So I guess, Wade, if you want to give yourself a little introduction on what you're currently doing, um, what your business is called, and uh, yeah, just go for it. Yeah, my uh, business is called uh, Gotter Dental, and uh, it's like G-O-T-A, then dental. You know, a lot of people are like, well, what does that mean? But, you know, how many times, you know, a person says probably 20 times a day they got to do something. You know, how many times you said, man, I got to go to the bathroom. I got to go get some coffee. I got to go get something to drink. You know, every time you turn around, you'll be like, man, I just said, got it again. So that's where I kind of got that from. So, uh, but what I do is uh, sell uh, mainly dental equipment. I do sell some medical equipment, but a majority of it's dental. And uh, I, I sell a lot on eBay. I do some Facebook marketplace. I'm in the process of trying to do a Shopify account. I don't know how that's going to work. Uh, the eBay does good. eBay's just got eBay's got some crazy rules, okay? And you have to really advise somebody to don't do mainstream eBay only because, you know, here's what you have to look at. Like me with eBay, uh, last year I did probably about, I think I did 990000 on eBay, okay? And I did... Uh, a total of 1.85, okay? Problem is half that revenue was eBay. The year before, I had it about 45% was my eBay money, and 65 was, or 55 was actually the, you know, by sales, by customers, relations, uh, pulling them off websites, doing different things like that. This year, last year was a lot of eBay money. So, but, but, Here's the thing. I got friends that do eBay, and uh, I got one that just get, does the eBay, and he actually got his account locked. And eBay will lock your account for some of the dumbest stuff, okay? For one, uh, just little things. It may, might be that you talk to somebody on there, and you wanted to communicate with them in person, or you want to communicate with them on the phone. They'll, they, they could ban your account for that. I've had them ban my account for a couple of days because I listed something that was actually how they, they considered it anything to deal with oxygen uh, a lot of things you got to watch for covid so uh because people were getting on the covid train where they were ripping people off or taking advantage of people so ebay was stopping a lot of that so i have stuff that says covidian and uh they'll actually kick it out i got certain items that they actually see and they said no you can't sell that that's a medical device it's like what it's you know it's it's not a it's a medical device but it's not meant to you know it's you know, there's no regulations on selling medical equipment. There's regulations on installing medical equipment as the end user, but I'm not the end user. I'm selling it to somebody else. They're actually supposed to get it to somebody else to actually install it to certify it. Okay. Some people do, some people don't. That's out of my hands after it leaves me. Most of the time, I'd actually prefer to go to somebody that's going to install it for the doctors. Uh, but uh, look at Amazon. Amazon has certain things that are on there for dental. They won't even let you look at it. Can't look at the price. You gotta turn in a a doctor's license, a medical license. And it's like do what for? You know? 
Uh, you got certain things that are little picks and stuff that, you know, heck, you can use them to clean your fingernails. And But they want to say, it's, oh, it's federal, it's FDA regulated. It's like, how is this FDA regulated? Okay. I know people that actually get uh, sterilized over from uh, China. They say they're for veterinarians, but they'll actually put them in there to the dental office either for the you know, patients. But they come through and everybody says, why don't they stop that at the border? Well, they can't because it's come through marketed for veterinarian, but they actually end up using it for dental. So that's pretty crazy. I mean, well, first of all, it sounds like you've obviously learned through this whole process a lot, you know, with a lot of trial and error and um, failure, failures along the way. And the only way to, you know, not fail again is to learn from those failures. But I guess let's kind of start from square one. You know, you had a huge year last year. I, I think you were saying that that was your big eBay year and everything. So break that down. Like you, you travel around and you pick up the the uh, products and then you flip them or with eBay, do you just buy them, get them and sell them? Or how does that work? What I do is I have probably several different ways of getting equipment. <laughs> I'll actually buy, you know, one, one thing when I first started, I was buying equipment off of eBay, turn around and selling it on eBay. Okay. Uh, a person can buy something off eBay and turn around and sell it on eBay. If you catch somebody just trying to sell something, get rid of it. Okay. It might be, who, who knows? It could be a license plate holder. You know, somebody says, ah, I just want to get rid of them. I got 10 of them. I'll take a, take a, uh, 15 bucks a piece. Next thing you know, you look at them like, oh, those are $40 license plate holders. So you put them back on eBay for 25 bucks. You make extra, you know, 10 bucks off of it. So, but you can do that with anything on eBay as far as buying and selling things. So a lot of my stuff I run around and pick up because a lot of people are like, you know, why don't you hire somebody to do that? Well, I'd like to, but I also, I like the networking and meeting people, shaking hands. Okay. Uh, one thing in our society, no one wants to shake anybody's hand anymore. They're scared they're going to catch something. We didn't catch anything for, you know, those people didn't catch anything for the past hundred years by shaking hands with people. You know, that's how, that's how we actually evolve as far as being a, a good, good, you know, a good handshake, you know? Uh, you know, it's just the way I feel. Everybody wants to do fist bumps and it's like, you know, come on, give me a good handshake, you know, but that's society now. Society like, oh, you're going to catch something. You know, you like, you know, if you're going to catch something, don't rub your mouth and nope, no, and stuff like that. Just, you know, realize that, Hey, shaking hands is leave it at that, you know, and, and don't touch, you know, vital parts of top. Uh, but I believe in a good handshake and I still believe in it. Because, uh, you know, a lot of people have uh, contracts and stuff like that. You know, this, it, years ago, there was no such thing as contracts. It was like a handshake and, hey, this is what it is. Your word is your bond. Okay. I still believe in it. Okay. Because if I tell you, you know, uh, like you say, if I tell you that duck's got tobacco under his wings, you better believe he's got tobacco under his wings. Okay. And, but that's just the way I've, I've been raised was integrity. Okay. But, yeah, I'm sure. So I'll, I'll pick up uh, equipment from guys, and <laughs> I might have met on eBay. Here's the thing. Uh, we got some equipment now. We're trying to locate a guy. Look, contact me yesterday about some chairs. I didn't know where they're at. Uh, he goes, oh, they're in Washington. So I started calling people. I started calling people on Google Maps, looking up dental equipment in Washington, and started just calling people, cold calling. Hey, just, just making conversation. You know, I could sell them. I could sell a... Uh, a microwave salesman, a new microwave, and you, you know, he would buy it because I could, I could talk him into it. Uh, but it's just a way that, you know, you have to be able to, to be a people person to talk to people. But, you know, I'm also, I believe in selling things that you're already actually wanting to buy. 
Now, if I do that, that's a big difference, okay? Because if, if I'm selling you something that, that you're already looking at buying, well, I can I could give you the, the, the pros and cons of it. Next thing you know, you'll be like, yeah, you know, that's exactly what I was thinking. So going in there, you know, like being a car salesman, <laughs> going in there and ask about a car, and the guy said, man, I can't really tell you much on the car. Well, I'm in here trying to buy something for you. You don't even know what you're selling, you know? Same, same as what what you guys are doing, you know. You have to, you have to know. You're gonna have a game plan before you, you know. Especially if you want to sell something, you know. Exactly. And did you have a game plan like when you started, um, when you first got into eBay and everything? Did you always plan on doing dental equipment, or did it start with something else and then transform into that? Years ago, uh, I started selling computers. Okay, I sold computer parts. I had nothing, no idea. You know, I got into computers back in the Commodore sixty four, which was. Antique age. When I got totally out of them, and then it went to the, I guess it was uh, 486, and then then they got like 500 mega uh, megahertz processor, Pentium threes, and I was like, and I finally got back into computers again. Well, when I did, I had no idea about them, so I decided to go buy my own parts to build my own computer. The hell, it wouldn't. It's not that easy, but uh, I ended up managing doing it. <laughs> but so what I started doing was buying computer parts off of eBay, turning around and selling them. And all I did was, was do them to make money. <laughs> and uh, so then I got out of eBay for a while. Then then I got to work for my brother, and I got in debt. <laughs> so when I got in debt, I started selling film processors for him. You know, or selling film processor parts from, from his stock that he had, just junk. So I was selling it because the bad thing it is, it's, it's junk, but it's worth a couple hundred bucks. You know, it's amazing how you can look at something that's a pile of junk and trash, and it's like, there's a uh, $1,200 worth, worth of parts, you know? And you're like, wow, how can that be? It looks like a pile of crap. So that's the way the dental industry is. Everything is so expensive, okay? Well, if he walks into a jeweler's place and started looking at stuff he's got laid around, you know, it'd be pretty expensive stuff. Because uh, almost everything he's got is expensive. All this, the dust over there of the gold or, or diamond chips everywhere, you're like, wow. And we make some cool stuff with that. Same as, you know, walking to a hospital. You know, we're talking a hospital, billions of dollars almost, you know, several hundreds of millions of dollars to create an, uh, a hospital, you know. But that's all kinds of equipment to work on people, okay? It's very expensive to work on people, and it's very expensive when you get worked on. So, <laughs> and being the ones that sell that equipment is, you know, there's a, there's a uh, MIR machine or uh, MRI machine that's uh i know a guy that sells like he'll sell two a year well, he, you know he sells two a year and he makes one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year just selling two it's like damn i'd love to be yeah. like just, you know sell two but that's what he'll do he'll sell two machines a year he'll, he'll make one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year but they're so expensive you know very expensive so we're, we're talking millions of dollars x-ray machine but that's all he does is two was there somebody that you talked to to then show you the way to like the dental equipment or was there, you know, a, a pathway or was it just research on your own? I mean, how did you kind of, you know, find your way into that? Yeah, mostly, mostly uh, research on my own, Google. Uh, I couldn't really ask my brother. He was pretty much under the impression that I was going to be uh, that I was a conflict of interest. So I, I could compete with him. So I never could hardly ask him any questions on stuff like that. So and I was like, OK, that's fine. I'll go somewhere else with it. So when I went to other people, I'd, I'd Google it. Uh, might sell stuff that was broke, and then they, they'd tell me, 
And I'd say, well, what was wrong with it? And they would explain to me, oh, well, you need to look for this. I was like, oh, I never knew that. So I would actually take the the errors that I've made and ask people, I said, what was wrong with it? Because it was like, you know, we didn't need a running back because it didn't work. Well, what what's wrong with it? Can you explain? And they explained to me how it worked. Then I'd be like, oh, okay. So if you explain to me how it works, I could figure it out from there. And that's what I did. <laughs> to this day, I get all kinds of stuff. I have no clue how it works. But mm-hmm. what I do is I go out there and, and play with it, test it. Uh, you know, I, I look and see. Very seldom do I look and see if there's a YouTube video on it. Uh, most of the time, I, I just go out there and look at it and get to playing with it and try to figure it out. Uh, and a lot of times, there's the owner's manuals with it, but some of them are so thick you can't, you know, it's hard to do. I got sterilizers out there, okay? I bought these sterilizers. I ended up buying close to 70 or 80 sterilizers. Um, sunk, you know, dollars $30,000 into them. But, I, you know, I just kept playing with them, playing with them. Uh, one of the first one we did took me two weeks, okay? Uh, after that, the second one took me a week. I would do them in a day, you know. But that's, that's what it took. It took because I didn't know how to work on it. I couldn't ask him because, you know, I think I, – I, I thought the other day that it might be something that he's he's kind of, uh, you know, thinks I'm going to take part of the business side from him because he's local. But at the time, I think, you know, now I think it's more he doesn't know either. So, but, you know, some people can act like they know something and then blow you off and you think that they're just being hateful to you, but really they don't know their self. So, and uh, and that's something you have to watch for because some, somebody say, you know, nah, you know, I'll, I'll get to it when I can. And next thing you know, you're like, maybe this guy really don't know what he's talking about, you know. And that then, but you think, think the whole time, you're like, man, why won't he help me? But he doesn't know or he can't help you. You know, that's the key. So I've, I've learned to uh, cross those bridges myself because, uh, you know, when you do those bridges like that and you cross them, trust me, you'll you'll learn stuff. Uh, yeah, I've, I've got to now where people call and ask me questions on the stuff. And they've been in the business longer than me. But, you know, I, I just travel and, and cross many, many bridges. Uh, I just, you know, I, I'm 48 now, and uh, I, I kind of started in this career in the dental career at like 41. So I started over with, with a new career of nothing. And it's where I've gotten, and I want to try to retire out at 55. So now, so I've got 14 years to try to make a retirement, you know, okay? Uh, so and that's what I'm shooting for. Well, uh, I continue to grow. I got like seven employees now uh, and just keep getting bigger and bigger. So I look, I'm on track for that, you know? That's awesome. And when you started out with God of Dental, did you have that vision of hiring employees or stuff? Or did you just kind of start out with flipping dental equipment and kind of let it take you where it wanted to? And that's what I did. I just started flipping it, let it take me where I wanted. And, uh, you know, first year I made like 150000 bucks, And I was like, oh, that's nice. And But I was doing good because it was a, a steadily flip. Uh, because most here's the thing. You invest your money. And if you've got a lot of expenses, okay? Um, but, you know, if you own a house or rent an apartment, whatever you got, all those expenses that you have to, to operate that apartment, you know, your lights, your food, all that stuff, your internet, all that stuff costs money, okay? But guess what? If you actually own a business, a lot of them expenses become part of the company's expenses. 
because the company doesn't, you know, if you don't exist, the company doesn't exist. So you're actually a viable asset to the company. So get for it. Uh, if you have somebody that's a valuable asset to your company, you're going to take special care of them. Well, guess what? You're that valuable asset. So you can just go and take special care of yourself. That's whenever you're going to say, well, you know, I'm, you know, my worker needs internet. So you pay for internet for yourself. You know, uh, a lot of that stuff is, is an expense, you know, don't go wrong. Some things aren't, but there's a lot of expenses that you can utilize for the company that will actually help you build the company. Okay, uh, federal government doesn't care. Okay, on stuff like that because you're building, and a lot of people say, "Well, you know, you're you charge out all these expenses." Well, guess what? One day you can't continue to charge those expenses because they keep growing so big that the money is going to come. Okay, and like this, the last year was a uh, 1.8. I look to probably do about three million this year, and uh, and that's that's just you know saying hey I, I probably can do that uh but I, I think i've already done probably you know what are we three weeks in you know probably uh 180 200 000 already so it's been flying already so but i'm fixing to hit the road uh this afternoon and uh i gotta go to uh north carolina shoot up to boston and do that long trip and uh that each one of these trips i do is probably close to you know, maybe eighty, eighty thousand dollars worth the worth of revenue. So it's actually justifiable to be staying in hotels like this. So you know that's awesome. And a lot of people would like to say, you know, I like to be home, but some you know, one thing you have to look at is like, okay, do you want to be home and broke? Or do you want to be whatever it takes to survive and make a make a living? And that's what I'm that's my attitude and philosophy. I'm trying to survive because I don't want to stay home and be the ramen noodle soup guy. Okay. Uh, I would rather be running up down the highway being the, the steak and shrimp guy. Okay. And that's just my attitude about it, you know, <laughs> but a lot of people don't have the drive, you know, and it's easy to have no drive in this society now. Okay. Uh, it's like the COVID money they was giving out, you know, that's, that's fine about the COVID money, but Here's the problem with that was what happened. It made people lazy because they thought everything was supposed to give to them. Okay. Because you got a lot of people say, man, market, why can't I get something for free now? You know, and it's like, uh, if that's, that's the key, you know, you have to work hard to have something. Okay. Uh, but some people would rather go to work every day and listen to somebody tell them what to do. Okay. I'm not, and I don't mind listening to somebody tell me what to do. My problem is I have an issue with somebody telling me what to do whenever I see, see they're doing something wrong. And I say, hey, let's do it like this. And like, no, no, I'm the boss here. It's like, I see that, you know, but that's where I, I'd rather do my own work for myself because, you know, I feel like I can accomplish a lot more working for myself. So I kind of just wanted to go a little further on that, you know, working on your own, working for yourself. Obviously, you know, we we started doing this back in back in high school when uh, Rob was sixteen, I was seventeen, and um, I mean, what is your history on that? I got into baseball cards, and uh, I didn't actually. Uh, I never cared about baseball cards, but what I did is everybody was like buying and you know I seen until I was buying and selling baseball cards at school, and I was like, man, I could buy a baseball cards and you know fifteen twenty five cents here, you know thirty five cents there, and that. Next thing you know, I, I could pay for the baseball cards, go buy another pack. If I had, like, one guy was Ozzy Smith, he would pay five bucks for an Ozzy Smith. 
and it's a very rare card to get but you know i would buy these cards and try to sell them all i do was sell them for money i was hustling the kids at, and uh on the playground and uh i was same age as them but i was still you know that's so i've always been somebody that hustled something for money uh selling you know anything you know i just sell whatever so and it's nothing just anything that could make money when i was a kid i, I did the same thing it wouldn't matter if it's candy bars whatever you know i always did good on the candy bar sales but my mom had a background in sales she could sell anything so it kind of come repetitious where you never meet a stranger okay uh and if you do meet strangers then you have a problem with with sales okay you're gonna have a problem with marketing okay you can never have you know you have to open up and talk to people just walk up to somebody randomly on, at the, on the street say hey, you know start up a conversation and it could be about the color of the guy it could be about the what where you bought those shoes at you just start having a conversation and here's the thing you start doing that more and more next thing you know you start opening it up and then you actually become more fluent with communication with with strangers okay talking to people that you don't know well that's how marketing and sales works you have to talk to people you don't know because if you knew them boy they, they'd say hey man i know that you sell this right here i want to buy that so you know it's a it's a, it's a you know you can sell but once you have to go knock the doors you have to you know just go up and start shooting the crap for somebody hey man i like i like it uh that's one weird hairdo you got, or man, like I like that watch. Where would you buy that watch at? Uh, you know, you know, and he'll tell you and say, man, I've, I've been trying to buy a watch like that. You know, if I got this watch right here, you want to check it out? And, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, he's already become your buddy because, you know, you, you've kind of talked him up. Now he's actually, you know, because here's the thing. If he's happy, he's liable to buy something. If he's upset, he's not, not going to buy a damn thing. Okay. Yeah. It don't matter if it's, it doesn't matter how good of a deal it is, but if he's irritated, he's not gonna buy nothing. So keep people on a happy spirit. Okay. If you see somebody mad, the best thing to do is probably not try to sell them anything or, you, you know, you can communicate with them, but just remember if you got somebody that's irritated, you're probably going to, you're probably going to do more wrestling with them, trying to get them to uh, one thing they have to open up and communicate with you. Some people just want to bottle it up and hold it in and just run around <laughs> You know, and, but, you know, you have to, you can never meet a stranger. So if you own your own business, you have to be able to communicate with people. Some people can, can run a business without doing that. But a lot of times you need to be able to communicate. Okay. Uh, I do it all the time. And I just call people up randomly. I could, I could just type in numbers and start talking to somebody and could, you know, just figure out, just to listen to things. That's, you know, because one thing that you have to do if to be a good salesperson, you have to be able to listen, not just talk, okay? Because you have to be able to listen to what they're saying, and when you're listening to them, figure out what they're looking for, then you can say, ah, I got this. With me, I'm the type of person that can find anything, okay? You say, I need, I need a 63 uh, Impala. Okay, uh, tell me more about this Impala you're wanting. And you this and that and that. Okay. And I'll start beating the streets. I'll try to find it. Uh, I had a doctor in Fresno, uh, California. Uh, she called me up and said, um, her husband will talk to me. I said, okay. And he goes, hey, man, I need to uh, need you to find me a 2015 Range Rover Turbo. And she's like, I thought she was going to ask about dental equipment. He goes, he's pretty resourceful. Calling him back about 30 minutes later, here's your 
turbo that you need for your Range Rover. He's like, man, that was fast. He said, you know, I can find anything. You know, you let me know. That's how I can find dental equipment because everybody asks me how I find so many M11s. And I tell them, I tell them, first thing I tell them, I say, you know what? I pay for them. Okay. You guys want to nickel and dime somebody thinking you get them for free. And I give them a little bit more money than that because they're worth more to me. And uh, that's the reason why people say, no, I don't want to, I don't want to sell you nothing because I got another guy that'll pay more. And that's the way it works. So I'll, I'll pick up, you know, a few hundred a year. So, and a lot of people are like, man, I can't, I've never seen that many. I'll pick up yeah. more in a van load. A lot of people sell in a year. So, uh, no, that's, and it made it to people. That's but awesome. I go after yeah. things, man. You know what I mean? You have to, you have to be very out, outgoing. Okay. And it's just like when you guys, man, whenever you, if you're trying to, you're like, you're trying to sell your, your product, you have to, you have to go after people because a lot of people don't want to talk about new products. But you have to go to and say, hey, you know, I'm, I want to talk to you about this. You know, uh, you know, I, I see you out here struggling to mow your grass. You know, I got a, I got an app for you. You know, um, you know, we can have somebody out here. Probably cost it's probably cheaper to have somebody come out and mow this grass once a week than it is for you to pay for the gas it's going to cost to do. Plus, keep the upkeep on this lawnmower. And first thing they say, you know what, this lawnmower cost me seventeen hundred dollars two years ago. Exactly. Okay. Man, how much? How long? How much do you use it? Once a week? Yeah. I said, well, you know, what's she using that? Once a week? Then for seventeen hundred bucks, and you could have paid somebody sixty bucks a week, and you know, and that seventeen hundred dollars that you paid for the lawnmower doesn't include the gas. You know, we're talking twelve dollars in gas just to mow your grass now. So, and you pay somebody sixty. Well, you you know, you have to look at the expenses there. But you know, you go over there and communicate with them. So, and you can actually talk them into say, you know what, forget this lawnmower, you know, and uh, let me let me get your number and I'll download the app and show them how to do it. And you know, you know, first one's on the house and they'll be like, oh yeah. So and they love that person for free. So and that's that's something somebody loves. They love getting the something for free, seeing how they'll like it. Because I've had people say, man, I just don't know if I want want to do this. I said, don't worry, if, uh, I'll give you this one on the house. And you'll see see that you'll be like, man, it's not, it's it's real. Because a lot of times when people hear things that you tell them, they're like, man, is that even real? Don't worry, you won't have to pay for this one. It's free. And you'll be like, really? Well, I'll give it a try. And uh, after that, they're hooked. So it's so much easier. You don't, you know, heck, even the ones that t- come out there and mow the grass, next thing you know, you're, they're in and out. You're like, where's the guy that mowed? doing the grass. I don't know, he's gone. I didn't even hear him out there. Yeah, he's, he's flick as a cat. Guess what? Yeah. No, that's... Uh, yeah. So, you don't see anything. Yeah, you don't see no much. Nothing. So, uh, you know, I think you could grow into a better thing as far as doing maybe even gardening and stuff. You know, because people love to have their, their uh, the bushes and stuff done, you know? Right. No, definitely. And, I mean, you basically just made a, a promotion for gas money right there. You kind of walked us through the entire process of what could happen and what would probably exactly happen to a lot of people trying to sell this business too. But I mean, going back, like, you know, it sounds like you were definitely one of those people that were kind of born to sell, you know, you've been doing it ever since the, the recess playground, you know, selling candy bars and stuff. Is there any other places that you've, you know, tried to even sharpen your skills more, you know, listening to different audio books or, or reading books or, uh, you know, articles. I don't know. Here's what you do. Okay. You need to buy confident books. Okay. About 
uh, building self-confidence, okay? For one, you can't have self-confidence trying to sell something, okay? Because a person can see it and you can see that this guy is not confident in what he's selling. Well, if it's not confident in what he's selling, he's not confident in himself. It's not that he's not confident in selling something. You have to have self-confidence, okay? The next thing you need to do is you need to read books on body language, okay? Because you have to be able to understand what somebody's saying without them actually coming out with the dirt out of their mouth, okay? And if you can't understand that, then cause it's almost like you're having to, to, to uh, deal with an animal, okay, that doesn't talk. And you need to be able to read people, read their body language. Those are the things that you need to read. All this about telling you about different things on marketing, uh, I think a lot of them, some of them are okay, but I I had a guy that wanted to be a coach, wanted to coach me, and he's trying to coach me about $20,000 a year, and I almost bought into it. Everything he was telling me I already knew, okay? You know, you need to follow up emails, and, uh, you know, and that's just common sense to me. If he sells me follow-ups, they make sure, hey, you know, I was checking to see how, the, how you like that product, okay? Uh I don't do it in lunch, but I need to, I'm going to, I'd like to hire somebody that does follow-ups. Make sure everybody likes the product. Make sure I got a good contact for them. Make sure I got a good email database with them. Okay? Things like that. That's To me, that's common sense. Okay? Uh, but they'll want to write a book to tell you this. And it's like, you know, I, you know follow up. Okay? If if somebody, and like, like you guys, okay, somebody calls you up, say, hey, I need my, my grass mold, or you going to know I have? They say, you know, when they're done, and then you see that the guy's gone, you wait 30 minutes later, you call the customer up, say, hey, I was wanting to check and see how, the, how your lawn looks, you know? They're like, oh, really? I really appreciate you reaching out to me. You know, I like this. And and then you just start the conversation, well, you know, and, and oh, I really love this app. And they say, you know, well, you know, if you t- got anybody else that can, you know, that's inter- actually interested, you get $5 off. So, uh, you know, you got five people, there's 25 bucks, you know. Uh, right. Come on with it, you know. If you get 10, we get you a free lawn care, you know, cut for the week, you know. And there'll be people will buy into that. That's All you're doing is just throwing the, the, the carrots out there for them. But it's actually being a good salesperson, a good follow-up person, making sure people are happy. If somebody's not happy, you just talk to them again. So I think a lot of it is... is Buy your self-confidence books, okay? You need to build your self-confidence up. Uh, you you can do body language books, okay? Uh, because whenever you're talking to somebody, you need to know that they're reciprocating what you're saying to them, and it's actually going to their head instead of just out one ear and out, and one ear and out to the other, okay? So those are the type of books you need to buy. Nobody will tell you to, to buy a body language book to be a good salesperson, okay? But if you can't pick up the the pick up what you're saying to somebody and catch it before it's too late, you lost a sale. It don't matter how much marketing skills you got, but if you can't read them and know that whenever you, you've said enough to, to be quiet, uh, and you know, some of them just be where they roll their eyes or, you know, you just got to look, see which way that one of their eyes is pointing, just different things like that. Look, buy uh, FBI tactic books. Okay. They'll, they'll explain how to, how to read people. Okay. And you need to know how you're reading people that are your customers. I've got it to where I can actually, you know, I've kind of got better at it. I've perfected in person. Okay. My, where I'm trying to perfect at is over the phone. Okay. Very hard to do because I can't see you. Okay. But I've gotten to where I can start. I can, I can understand and read your body language just by listening to you and what you're saying over the phone. And that, that's an art. Okay. It's very hard to do. But you got, I, I know 
telemarketers that are super sharp at this and they can they can sell anything over the phone uh don't matter what it is you talk somebody into anything you know i i i can too but i just choose to talk them into selling things that i want want to sell you know i'm not looking to sell vacuum cleaners uh i like selling dental equipment uh but things like that you know figures trying to sell the, the gas money app you know um talking to somebody over the phone it's very difficult uh, it's hard knocking doors because you know, most people don't want to open a door no more um, and sometimes you don't want, want to open a door you don't know what's going on over there so right. uh, it's kind of dangerous so uh like you guys i don't know what's good for you know facebook advertising and you know mass advertising in certain areas uh, I spent a lot of money on advertising, just trial and error stuff, postcards, uh, Facebook. I don't do Facebook ads because I don't like Facebook ads because half the time I lost the phone or scans. So I quit even click on them. But I did do Google ads and different things like that and SEO. Uh, but, you know, everybody on SEOs, they, they promise to pitch you at the top first page. Well, hell, okay. How many people are promised to pitch you on the first page? Everybody you talk to. Well, okay, now you got 300 million people right in, in the United States. So like, how the hell is all 300 of them going to be on, 300 million going to be on the first page? No way in hell, okay? You can't. What they're having to do is they're having to take keywords and figuring out the keywords that the other person didn't figure out and trying to catch them. So, and uh, it's, so don't buy into the SEO stuff. I don't agree with it. Uh, I Mine now is nobody searches for film processor no more, so... My my SEO is up to top. I'm like number one or number two. If you, I can do a processor. I pop up first or second on uh, on the search. So I was pretty proud of that. I was like, hey, I didn't even have to SEO it. It pops up already because you know that's all I'm doing now. Or or I, I have that on my website so they see it. So I get a lot of calls from it. That's awesome. And I guess to kind of go into the salesman aspect of it a little deeper. Uh, basically, both Austin and I. Uh, both of our dads have been in sales their entire lives. And one thing my dad always tells me is you have to learn to sell yourself before you sell your product. And that seems like your philosophy of being a genuine person and getting people comfortable with you. Because like you said, it's psychology. If somebody doesn't feel comfortable with you, then there's no way they'll feel comfortable with your product. And that, that's where, like I said, you're your self-confidence. And that's what he's talking about. You know, you have to believe in yourself because if you believe in yourself, you got, you got your self-confidence is there. Okay. And if you don't believe in yourself, your confidence level is low. Okay. But, you know, and when you're speaking to people as, and when you're, you have good self-confidence, you speak to others that don't, it's hard selling those people something. So in order to sell somebody like that, you have to build their confidence up first in themselves. And then you can actually try to try the sales pitch to them because if their confidence is low, it's hard selling them anything because they're, they're pretty depressed. So. You know, so you have to attack them a little different as far as, you know, try to build their self-confidence up. And, uh, and one thing, honestly, when you do, you can sell them anything you want, but I don't believe in that. I believe in trying to sell you because I hate buyer's remorse, okay? I don't like buyer's remorse. And uh, I, I refuse to sell something to somebody that they're going to have buyer's remorse because I don't want them coming back and say, you know, you sold me this junk. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You know, so I always tell them, I say, you know, no buyer's remorse. If you don't like something, send it back i don't care uh i've i've made enough now where i can actually if, some, if i got five returns in a week i can i can accept them it used to it used to cripple me for a little bit i'd have to go out there and sell something else you know two thousand dollars would hurt me as a return 
now it's like if I get five or six thousand dollars in returns, you know, it's it's not a good day, but I can still manage and keep going. So, but that's what you call it, sleep. Continue to build. And here's the thing: you have to continue to build upon top of the build. Okay, so that means you need to keep getting money back in. That's not your initial investment, but to part of your profit. Keep putting a little bit of a profit back in. And uh, what happens is it's it's like a uh, I call it a multiplier. Okay, uh, I can I can throw uh, ten thousand dollars into a box. Next thing you know, it multiplies out eleven five. Stuff like that. So it multiplies. It never it never creates a loss. Okay, because if it creates a loss, then then that's part of your drive. Okay, but it just I keep throwing money at different equipment, and it keeps coming out positive money. So you know it's hard not to lose. Now the expenses start getting away, so you have to watch yourself there, and make sure they don't get too big. So, but it's like I say, it's like an amplifier box for money. And that's what you have to do is you have to be able to, to fit your money in and make sure that it's making a profit. Don't buy stuff that's going to make a loss because then you start making bad decisions and you start losing your self-confidence. And next thing you know, you know, you're like, man, what did I do wrong here? What did I do wrong there? Who isn't? And then you just like they call it and poker tilt, you know, don't go tilt mode. You go tilt mode, you go make some stupid decisions. Yeah. And I'm super curious too. So is your business model as simple as, you know, invest into a product and flip it for more or how do you you know try to try to make money in different ways um and i guess just break down the business a little bit so what i do is uh i'll buy things <laughs> um some of them are broke some of them uh work and it'll be like i, I got some air compressor heads okay or air compressors no i buy the air compressors maybe a thousand bucks okay I probably could sell the air compressor for twenty five hundred bucks if I'm lucky for two. Okay, uh, it, it's just not the returns out there. But guess what? I, I pull the heads off, sell the heads for hundred dollars a piece. A uh, lot less work. So I just snatch the heads off, put them out there, and, and box them up and sell them. Well, the key of the heads, the heads are like four thousand dollars a piece. You know, the compressor six thousand for two, and it's got two heads on it. Well, I give you know. I'll sell my head because they priced the head so expensive by the manufacturer to keep people from actually replacing the head. They just want to replace the whole unit. It's like, well, you can buy the complete air compressor, two motors, and the box on the side, and all that for six grand, or you can buy just the motors for four. You know, and it's like, hell, you know, no brainer there. Buy the buy the whole thing. You know, right. so I get two more heads. So, and that's what that leads up to now. Uh, so what I do is I take a lot of things that are broke, okay, and I'll actually fix them. And so I might fix them in house. I'm, you know, like my sterilizers, a lot of those, probably thirty percent of my sterilizers I get are already ready to go, <clears throat> but the other seventy have to be worked. So we we take them, strip them down, and throw all new parts on it, and put it back together and sell them. So and. Some of the dental chairs I'll take and just I'll sell them to other guys that's actually going to do them, so I don't have to worry with them. I don't want to be on the hook for warranties, okay? And for one, my warranty I don't mind warranting some smaller stuff, but a chair I'd have to go down there and I have to, you know, I'd have to go to see how and work on this chair. I'm like, no, 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 I can't do that because it's just too cost effective. So what I do is I actually all my little stuff I can send out and I test it. And give them still thirty day warranty on a lot of it, and a lot of it, some of it never has a problem. Uh, 
be amazed. Some people are select like this. You, a person buys a car, okay, they, buy, they drive it off the lot. You got three people that drive the same car off the lot, okay? And you look at it a year later. One guy's got 4,000 miles on his car. Never drove it. You know, he's like, man, it's the greatest car I've ever owned. Other guy's got like 75,000. He said, this is a piece of junk. You know, you, you run it to death. And the other guy's like, well, you know, it's not a bad car. It's got 22,000 miles on it. And, you know, it's, it's been holding up pretty good. You know, so everybody, you know, it's the same as the dental equipment. Some people would utilize it and say, man, I love this thing. I just use it every day and I use it five or six times a day. Another person says, yeah, I don't do that procedure, but once a week. So, you know, it doesn't get used that much. So, you know, maybe I'll fall into that bracket where the per person who bought it didn't use it that much. But it, you know, because a lot of things you buy, if it gets used and abused, it don't last. I don't care what it is. Look at lawnmowers, you know. <laughs> you don't take care of a lawnmower, then it's not going to last. Yeah. And I mean, also too, like it sounds like, you know, you have quite a bit of equipment in, in stock or do you, do you flip it right away or do you have a warehouse? Um, I mean, how does the logistics and all that stuff go into it too? Cause that's pretty interesting. I've got a 9,200 square foot warehouse. So I've got two of them. I got one 5,000, one 4,200. And I try to get the equipment and flip it as soon as I can. Uh, here's the thing. If you flip the equipment fast, if you make 20% off of it, okay, and a lot of people are looking at it like, I didn't make 20%. Okay, but here's the thing. You invested $1,000, you made 20% within three days, okay? Well, any guy in the stock market would love to be able to invest 1000 bucks each day and get his money back $200 in three days, okay? Everybody in the world would do it. <laughs> if you look at that, that's probably a 300% return on your investment, okay? It's a lot, considering they consider the return on your investment one year, okay? Because they look at, what do they call this? Your, your APR for, uh, like, if you put in for a money market account, they'll give you, you know, 6%, uh, and they base it off of one year of being in there. So if you had 10000 in there, you know, they give you 6%, but you made 600 bucks in, uh over a course of a year. Hell, you know, I could go out there and throw it in the ground and make more than that, you know, but there's risk to it, doing it yourself. It could be anything. It could be anything from buying TVs off of Facebook Marketplace. You know, go to Facebook Marketplace and buy things and sell it. It could be it could be going to Goodwill, finding stuff that's on the shelf there that you pick up and say, man, I can have a hell of a dark sale with this. You know, I bought this for $3, and next thing you know, you turn around and sell it for 25 you know, because you knew the market. It doesn't matter what it is. You do that, and you do that, and it makes money. Okay, all you're trying to do is flip things, flip it, flip it as fast as you can, and that that's your money back. Okay, could be clothes, could be anything, it could be shoes. I don't care. It could be, it could be anything you can imagine. Uh, PlayStation games. I know a guy that was flipping PlayStation games. He was making a killing doing it. <laughs> but uh, it could it could come up to anything. TVs. You get the TVs. Half some people give you the old TVs. Oh, I'm just replacing. I'm putting a new one in. <laughs> Well, you know, you take that TV, it's like, hey, that's a uh, PTN smart TV. <laughs> so what you, what you do is you, you, you take the smart TV and it keeps selling for a hundred bucks. You know what I mean? No, your story is awesome because there, there's so many ways to make money out there. And I, I think when we first met you, we saw you, you were sitting down, you're on eBay. And I mean, any other person um, would have just been shopping on eBay, trying to look for like a gaming console or something. And then 
you go, no, I'm actually uh, selling things on eBay right now. I'm at over 400 grand and uh, made a made a couple sales a day. And it just really caught our attention because there's so many people who don't realize the potential of the online marketplaces and being able to sell yourself and everything like that. And I mean, it's just super inspirational from our point of view as young adults going into a world that's surrounded by technology to hear such a crazy story and an inspirational story of you basically um, working from the ground up and building a company for yourself just from own personal experiences and making connections. And um, I guess just one last question for me, and then I'll let Austin ask any more that he has. If there was one piece of advice you had for somebody in high school or somebody in college who um, was maybe thinking about starting selling on eBay or uh, maybe looking to flip things, what would that advice be? I would tell everybody start going to garage sales, okay? Go to garage sales, go to Goodwill, and uh, you can go buy this stuff. Just start looking around. You know, and even, you can even go to eBay and do it too. <laughs> eBay's a little harder, okay, because it's, it's expensive. Mm-hmm. Start looking at these things at the garage sales. Man, I'll tell you what, you can find stuff in Goodwill. I, I know a woman that, that they'll, they'll go in there and just look for Louis Vuitton purses. And, uh, they say, well, we can't certify the Louis Vuitton purse for, you know, 40 bucks. Helmet's brand, it's a Louis Vuitton purse, 1500 bucks. Sell it on eBay. Make a killing. <laughs> you know, just different things like that. So um, just start looking for things like that. You might go in there and find some old crazy alligator shoes, you know. Who knows? But find that stuff and turn around and put it on eBay or Facebook Marketplace and sell it. <laughs> and so start with that. <laughs> And here's what happens when you start doing this, it starts becoming more fluent with what you how, how eBay operates, how Facebook market operates. And then as you progress, you'll, you'll start finding something else that you know, that you're like, what about that? What about this? And, you know, so it starts to grow on you. First, you gotta, you gotta get the, the, the eBay thing down. You gotta learn how to do eBay. And after you learn how to do eBay, you're like, man, this, is, this ain't bad. So, um, you know, like I say, the best thing to do is go to your garage sales. Uh, just go through there. Go through estate sales. You'd be amazed at some of the stuff you buy at estate sales. You buy some crazy bases and paintings that, you know, worth a couple thousand bucks. And then you give 50 bucks for it. And you're like, damn, that's that's worth uh, 3500 bucks. You know, so uh, stuff like that. And you'll be like, man. Now, everybody's on to the storage wars, okay? Storage wars are pretty rough. <laughs> but Goodwill, easy. Just walk in Goodwill. Start walking around. You're like, man, remember some uh, Michael Jordan uh, Nikes in good shape. People buy the hell out of them. Well, there's there's a $300 pair of shoes. <laughs> so, but like I say, just go in there and start looking at things like that. And you'll be amazed what you see. So, man, I know that works a lot of money. Could be a uh, you know a jacket you know could be anything uh, polo shirts that you pick up for two dollars and it's like man I could get you know fifteen bucks out of that you know twenty five dollars out of it you know even ten dollars you give two bucks and you give ten dollars out of it hell you know five times your money back you know especially if you didn't send it along <laughs> do something like kitchen yeah, pull up and store or something you know with shirts hanging out you know and start it's... start marketing yourself. Yeah, it's crazy the things that you can find in those places. And like you said, when they can't certify certain things, you know, they're, they're just going to put an honest price on there. And a lot of times it's a lot cheaper than what it's actually worth. Um, and we actually, we watch a lot of uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary Vaynerchuk content 
Uh, you know, Gary V. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but he's all over. He's on LinkedIn and um, he, he actually kind of started off doing, uh, and he still does it, even though he, uh, he's, he's doing really well in business. He still goes to garage sales and flip stuff. Um, and I think a lot of it is just to show anybody can do it. Um, you know, you, no matter how old you are, uh, how young you are, and it, it gives you a lot of, um, business experience too, without even thinking you're doing business. You know, it gives you that, that negotiation, the, uh, the sales, um, all of those uh, different attributes that I feel like uh, can really help you be successful in in this industry and in any industry in general. Um, but I think, you know, one last thing uh, is there. I know we talk a little bit about, um, you know, how you really like working for yourself and you've had some experience working for other people. Um, if you could pinpoint one thing that's your favorite part about uh, kind of running your own show, if, if you if you could pinpoint one thing, that would be super cool to hear. Well, my, my one thing that I like, I like being able to help people. Okay. Now in my industry, a lot of people get took to the cleaners because, uh, they don't know people like me exist. <laughs> okay. It's about like, uh, if you go to buy the Louis Vuitton purse, <clears throat> people that buy brand new purses. Okay. They didn't know that the guy down the street sold used ones. And it was like, you know, I would have just been happy with the used one, you know, but I didn't know you existed. So. And that's where I like to be able to help people because some of this stuff that I'm selling is is five or six thousand dollars in it, and I ain't I'm asking you know twelve hundred bucks, and they're like, man, this stuff's great priced, and I love that aspect of helping people, okay, and and that's that's what I I do it for. I do it because I love helping people. Yeah, and thank you, thank you again so much for coming on today. And your story it's super inspiring. I know you've said it already, but. Just to hear about you starting from nothing, working your way up, and now you've, you're you making almost, you're going to project $3 million this year from a business that you basically started with nothing. And that's inspiring to all, especially young adults out there who have a dream and they don't know where to start. And I guess just to add on to your story, like the, the biggest thing is starting, just taking that first step, and that's exactly what you did. I'll tell you uh, what I did is I, I started with a credit card, uh, $10,000 credit cards, just started buying things. I had an $18,000 credit card and got in debt, and I was like, and then I got a $10,000 credit card. And I was like, I know how to make money. So I said, you know, I'm going to take this $10,000 credit card and get myself out of debt. So I had no drive to actually own my own business. So I just didn't care. I was, <clears throat> didn't really think about it. I started buying and selling with that card. You know, I got it up to about five grand. I was doing it so fast for flipping stuff that I could keep it paid down. Okay. And I was making, you know, close to $10,000, $12,000 a month. So, the price, you know, the interest didn't ever catch me because I was paying it so fast. Uh, but I didn't know anything about the equipment I was buying. Half time I had to learn on it. So I just looked at it and kept looking. And you can do the same thing. Go to eBay, take something you know, and go to eBay and keep looking at something, looking at it. And you see it always advertised for 100 bucks, 100 bucks. Every time you see it, it's like 180 bucks, 120 bucks, 100 bucks. And you go back and forth. Next thing you know, you see somebody offer one for 30. You're like, whoa, was this a scam? And, uh, so you, you buy it next thing you know you get it oh damn that's brand new so you're like bam you finish out there 120 bucks next thing you know phew, gone you're like damn that didn't last long <laughs> and i do that all day long back and forth for this i still buy off of ebay i buy a lot of stuff off of ebay matter of fact i <clears throat> spotted a delivery unit on ebay picked it up for uh two grand okay i called made a call to a guy hey man i got this delivery unit you know i got i got probably 2300 dollars I told him, I said, take 4000 He goes, I'll buy it. Okay. 
$1,700 profit, you know, didn't even, I, I don't even have it yet. It's, it's in, it's coming on a truck. Okay. I got an ultrasonic that I bought for 550 bucks, same company. It's brand new. That's, you know, doctor calls me and says, you ultrasonic. I said, I got one, 1200 bucks. Don't more money easily. And, uh, he's like, I'll take it. So, you know, but the thing retails for 1800 bucks, that delivery unit retails for about 8,000. So, you know, I'm still, there's still money to be made there. So the one's going with that doctor. So he, he doesn't really care. He's looking at our deals. And I got a lot of new stuff, you know. Uh, one thing about it, don't ever sell junk because it puts a bad name on yourself, okay? It's the philosophy of no risk, no reward. You know, you, you take those risks and you have to be confident in yourself and your product to be able to do that. So um, that wraps all back around to what you just said about don't sell crappy stuff because, you know, then, then you're not going to have the confidence um, to be able to make certain deals. And, and then it's just going to, you know, spiral out of control until, till you're not doing well anymore. Um, you know, you can always sell, I guess, one or two crappy things, but if you're selling great stuff, then you can sell, you know, unlimited. So, um, I think that's a perfect way, uh, to wrap it up, you know, take the risk, start your company, or even be more aware, you know, for, I'm just talking to, to the people listening, be more aware if, if you're in a position where you think you're doing, doing well with, with selling a product or flipping products, uh, you know, weight is a perfect example that you could start a company out of it and do really well. So, uh, you know, further that, take the risk and, and step forward in, in the business world. Yeah, go get that gas money. And uh, wait, is there anywhere people can reach you? I know you got a LinkedIn page, but I mean, if anybody wanted to reach out and connect, go ahead and give some shout outs. You can go to uh, LinkedIn and look my name up, Wade Myers, or you can go uh, go to my website, send me a message. Uh, it's got a dental LLC, G-O-T-A, then dental LLC, uh, dot com. Go there and send a message. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll gladly, I, I don't mind helping people. You know, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, you can ask questions. I don't care because, uh, you know, it's always nice to have somebody that can mentor you, you know, uh, it doesn't matter. I don't care if you're young, old, whatever, you know, I'll, I'll help you any way I can because I, I love helping people. Awesome. Well, thank you again for coming on. We really appreciate it. And like we always say at the end, go get that gas money.